We're going to go to prayer fairly quickly here in just a moment. Back to prayer. That is where the battle is. Prayer is the battle. Prayer is the battle. Prayer is the battle. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it until you're tired of hearing me say it. If you're not praying, you're losing. And somebody's paying for it. Nobody can pray for you. Hear me. Nobody can pray for you. If you're not praying, somebody's suffering for it. So that sounds like condemnation. No, that's truth. That's truth. If you're being beat about by life and you're not praying, don't be blaming the devil. Hear me. If you're being beat about by life, and most people are right now, in this natural realm, if you're being beat about by life and you're not praying, don't be rebuking the devil. The devil may be after you, but if you're not fighting, then you're losing. And by the way, certainly don't blame God. Certainly don't blame God. For weeks, I have been captivated by a simple statement that Jesus made to Nicodemus by night in John chapter 3. Matt, I can't get over it. Y'all probably just think it's redundant and silly, but I'm telling you, it's power in life. It's a key. How many of you like keys to the Word of God? I do. There was a man of the Pharisees, that's John chapter 3, verse 1. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. And this man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for there is no one who do, can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. An acknowledgement that it is God did not make Nicodemus a believer. There's lots of people that acknowledge God, but they're not believers. And Jesus answered him and said, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. By the way, period. And Nicodemus said to him, Can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, your King James probably says, Verily, verily, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and a spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Now listen to this. That which is born of flesh is flesh. And that which is born of spirit is 
spirit. I don't think we could preach on it for a year and get, and get the magnitude of that simple sentence. What is, whatsoever is born of flesh is flesh. Whatever is born of spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. And look at what he throws in here. The wind blows where it wishes. And you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from or where it goes. So is everyone who was born of the Spirit. Whatever is flesh, is flesh. If your mind and your thoughts and your thinking does not agree with the word, it's flesh. Your mind never gets saved. Somebody fall out. Missy, can you fall out for me? <laughs> Somebody fall out. Because your mind never gets saved. Your mind has to be renewed. Continually. By the word of God. Your mind has to be, you have to bring your mind into, into submission to the word of God. Constantly. It's not a one-time deal, it's all the time. Because when you, when you quit bringing your mind into, into submission to the Word of God, you very quickly re resort to flesh. And by the way, just because you got saved doesn't mean your thinking is spirit. Paul addressed it. He said to be carnally minded is death. He's talking to the believer. He didn't say to be lost, not born again, not living for God, not, not his, is death. But the way, that's wages of sin. The wages of sin is death. What he said was that the carnal mind is at enmity with God. Carnal means fleshy. Did I just tell you whatever's flesh is flesh? Whatever's born of flesh is flesh. What's that? Always will be. Never changes. Flesh never becomes spirit. Ever. Can't happen. Won't happen. Can, it's not possible. Whatever is born of spirit will always be spirit. Flesh can never take it over. To be carnally minded, fleshly minded is death. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. Oh. Oh. Huh. Let me just read Proverbs chapter 3 before I get in bigger trouble. The, pro the writer of Proverbs is telling us the same thing. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not to your own understanding. Let me, uh, let me see if I can interpret that a little better. Don't lean to your stinking thinking. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will direct your path. Do you know what he's saying? That you don't have anything in your, in, in, your, in your human nature that will cure your spiritual problem. That will handle your spiritual condition. The biggest war I fight, I'll tell you in me, the biggest war I fight is not with the district office and not with the general council. It's not with the board of this church because we don't fight. Praise God. It, it, it's, it's not with my friends. It's not with my wife. 
Sometimes we do. Oh, come on. Surely, have you met me? Surely, you know that's probably true. My biggest fight is between my ears. It's with my flesh. Because sometimes my spirit needs to pray when my flesh wants to slap. My spirit needs to humble itself under the mighty hand of God when my flesh wants to rise up and set you straight. I'm trying to help you just talking about me because it's true. I'm talking about the biggest fight I've got and it's the biggest fight you have. Flesh can look like other things. Let me help you. Flesh can look like other things in a church. Flesh can look like developing a great music program and even having great speakers and knowing which button to push here and which handle to pull here. That'll have a whole house full of shouting people that shout on Sunday and cuss on Monday. Yeah? What's flesh is flesh. What's spirit is spirit. Everything has to be submitted to God. You know what the hardest thing we do is? I'm I'm trying to help us tonight because we're about to pray. Things are changing at Mag. And I'm going to tell you, the, escalate, the, 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 the heat is hotter. It is. The pressure's higher. The hardest, David Wilkerson said, the hardest, the hardest, half hour, the hardest part of faith is the last half hour. Yeah? The hardest thing we have to do is not resist the devil. That's not the hardest thing you do. That's not the hardest thing you do. You're, you're not, your hardest thing you're battling is not submitting yourself to, to resisting the devil. The hardest thing we do is submitting ourselves to God. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee. You can resist the devil all day long, but if you're not submitted to God, he ain't going nowhere. I'm trying to talk to us. I keep mentioning the things that used to just, that the word is just true is now extreme in the church house. But you know what? When we come back to the truth of God's word, the extreme you see will be an extreme presence of a holy God that manifests amongst his people. It will be the extreme deliverance of a holy God that sets you free from the things you fought in your flesh for years that you could not get rid of. The things that come whenever you honor the word of God and you submit to God that you resist the devil. The things that come to the body of Christ is that God can move in that environment and he can do things. He can do things by his spirit in just a few seconds that you've been trying to get done for years it'll 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 soften a hard heart it will break years of oppression years of depression years of addiction years of 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 just 
being pressed down and beat down. I am tired, so tired of the church looking to everything but the Word of God for the solution to their life. Whatever is the flesh is flesh. Whatever is the spirit is spirit. You say, you go say, now, now, now preacher, if you got, if you got uh, heart trouble, do you go to the doctor? I sure do. You know why? Because that doctor can deal with my flesh. And I thank God that he's given doctors wisdom. Is that there are some people that wouldn't go if it, it, it well, I know there's people right now I know that are going to die because they won't go to a doctor. I'm glad that he gave doctors wisdom to unplug arteries. There's a lot of people that's lived because God gave doctors that kind of wisdom. Hello? Hello? You know, I can believe it. But what is happening all over the world is people are going to everything they can find for their spiritual condition. And I got news for you. They can call it Christian. They can call it anything they want to. But if it's not the Word of God, if it's not born of spirit, it can never, it can never, it can never do a spiritual work in your life. And if it's a fleshy work in your life, it's a temporary at best solution. Temporary at best. No, I won't back off for talking about the condition the church is in because we, we got more books off of the shelf than we got the book. If you went to, if there, if there was still such thing as a Christian bookstore, it's nearly online now, but if you, if you could go walk the aisles of a Christian bookstore, you wouldn't find one in a thousand books on those shelves that were worth the paper that they were printed on. You say, preacher, I don't like that. I read stuff all the time. You ought to be watching what you're reading. I'm going to say it again. I'm, I'm, I'm radical. I'm just going to tell you, I don't mind telling you, I'm radical. I am radical. I am radical. If you're spending more time in a book than you are in the book, then, you're, then you can, I can tell you why you don't have any victory in your life. I'll come preach to this side. This side didn't like that one bit. But I'm going to tell you again. If you're spending more time in a book than you are in the book, and you know what? I don't really care who wrote it. It can be the best book in the world ever written on Christianity. It can be solid. Most of them aren't. Not today. But if you're spending more time in a book than you are the book, then, you, then I can tell you, you will never have victory in your life because I'm going to tell you that, that the, the books that you're reading were not, were not inspired by the, by the work of the Holy Spirit. They may have a good thought. They may even be able to develop something. I study from things, study guides. But they were not inspired by the Holy Ghost. It was out of, it was out of somebody, some man's mind or someone. Somebody help me before you fall over dead. Get in the book. Well, I don't understand it. Read it anyway. Let me. Uh, I want. Find you one you can. Find you something you can. And let me help somebody. Look at me. Let me help somebody. Let me help tell you, let me tell you how you start. Let me tell you how you start. Anybody ever notice I can, I can pick through that book a little bit? I'm not bragging on me. I'm talking about how it happened. Anybody ever notice that I can pick through that book just a little? I'll tell you how I learned. I'm going to tell you right now how I learned. A lady named Linda West looked at me and said, J.R., because I was reading, I say, Linda, I read three chapters a day, and I don't, I don't understand. 
She, she said, son, let me tell you something. God had rather you get revelation on one word than four chapters that you can't understand. He said, he, she said, stop reading that book. Stop reading the book like a novel. And start reading the book for understanding. He said he had rather you understand one verse and get a hold of it than to read the whole thing and not remember. You know what will happen? Jeff, you'll get understanding on a, on a verse. You know what that verse will do? It'll, un, it'll unlock a chapter. And you'll get, un, you'll get understanding on a chapter. And that chapter will unlock a book. And that, and that, and that one verse may, may unlock a principle that runs from Genesis to Revelation. And you know what will happen? You know what? God even put it in his word that it's this way. Because he said line must be upon line. Line upon line. Precept upon precept. Precept upon precept. Here a little, there a little. You know, you know what will do it? Somebody, I'm trying to help Mag Church tonight because we're going to have revival. In fact, revival is here. Revival is here. I'm telling you, I told you Wednesday night, a move of God is now. A move of God is now. When you walk in the building and you, and you feel the Spirit of God blowing down the halls and you can hear prayer bells ringing all the way across the building, that's when you know revival is here. That's when, you, when people get baptized in the Holy Spirit on a Wednesday night. Who in the world think that would happen? That's when you know revival is here. When people get saved on Sunday morning, that's how you know revival is here. Let me help you. Put down, I, you know, I, I hate to double dog dare people, but I will. I'm going to double dog dare you. I, I double dog dare everybody in this building to put away every book that doesn't say Holy Bible on it for the next three months. Don't read nothing. I, 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 I don't even mind. I dare you. I dare you, put away every book. I mean, I, I'll tell you, I, I don't care if it's written by A.W. Tozer. I don't care if it's written by Leonard Ravenhill. Put it away. I don't care if it was written by Jimmy Swaggart. Put it away. I don't, I don't care if it was written by David Wilkerson. For the next three months, put it away. And open the book. And by the way, most of you probably don't need to spend much time right now in Daniel and Ezekiel and the Revelation. How about you switch over there to John? And you learn about that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the same was in the beginning with God, and everything was made by Him, and nothing was made that was, there was nothing made that was, was not, He made everything that was made. Once you learn that, then when you're done with John, why don't you read Luke? And when you've read Luke, why don't you read it in conjunction with the book of Acts? Because he wrote them both and, and, and they should be together. Then after you do that, why don't you read Mark? And after you've done that, why don't you, why don't you read Matthew? What am I telling you? Why don't you learn who Jesus is? Spend your time. It's not hard. The Gospels are not hard to understand. Not at all. You know what else you can do? Pray before you open the book. And say, because you know what? The Bible says that, that, that he's the, the spirit of truth is the teacher. You know, well, he will obviously know what it says. He wrote it. I'm trying to help, Mag. I'm going to tell you. There will be garbage. Garbage. See, I'm not, I'm not coming to be mean to people. I'm coming to tell you that we were sold a bill of goods and we bought it. Is it okay to say it that way? We bought a bill, we've been sold a bill of goods and we bought it. That we couldn't understand. 
But we sold a, a bill of goods and then we bought it. That there was other help outside of the Word of God. And there's no other help outside of the Word of God. There is nothing. Listen to me. I don't care what their name is, how famous they are, how, how many awards they have behind their name, how many degrees they have behind their name. If they're not speaking to you from the Word of God, they do not have the answer to the human condition. They do not. They do not have the answer to the human condition. And what's going to happen? It's a challenge. You say, I don't like dare. I challenge you. I challenge you. It's a challenge. It's a challenge. Pray. Read your Bible. Nothing else for three months. And I promise you at the three, end of three months, you're going to come and your family's going to, you're going to be in a different position. Your family's going to be in a different position. Your life is going to be in a different position. And, yet, and there's also going to come some revelation to you that you were depending on things that were, that were, that were fleshy, maybe even idolatrous. Because you were looking for answers. I'm going to tell you, again, anything for the human condition that you're looking for an answer in that's not Jesus Christ and Him crucified, I'll say it the way the, the Word says it, it's adultery. That's what, that's what the Bible calls it all the way through. It calls it adultery. When you're, when you're, when you're looking for something outside of God for answers to your human condition, He says, you're adulterous to me. Think about it. Think about it. Mag Church, some of us are beginning to get hold of it. Then we got to pray. We got to pray. We got to pray. And we got we it to agree with the word. Can I read from Ephesians just one more time? Then we're going to pray again. Because I've done some disservice to Mag over the last few years. A little bit. Because I've tried to stay out of your business from in the pulpit some. But I believe, I mean, I believe my, my job is to preach the Word of God. It's, it's to equip you. My job is to equip you. My job is not to go home with you. My job is not to come check on you and see, if, see and check your pantry and to check your cell phone history and to check your computer history and that's not my job there's a lot of preachers that think that's their job that's not my job but I can tell you my job is when I stand in this in, the, in this place in this room my job is to lay it out and I don't even have to go further Misty and tell you some things I hadn't dealt with because if I deal with it with you I have to deal with it with me Because if I deal with it with you but don't deal with it me, what's that make me? It makes me a hypocrite. Most people don't know what a hypocrite is, but that's what a hypocrite is. Most people think a hypocrite is you've done something before in your past, and now you tell people don't do that, they'll say, well, you've done that before, you're a hypocrite. No, I suffered the consequences of my stupidity, and now I'm warning you not to do it. That's called, that's called uh, wisdom. A hypocrite is whenever I'm dealing with it in you, but I don't deal with it in me while I'm actively involved. Hello, hello. You were once darkness, but now you are light in the world. Children walk as children of light, 
For the fruit of the Spirit is, is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Finding out what is, by the way, finding out. Verse 10, is it up there? Now, help me, help me, because you know the word's hard to understand. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. Now, when I look for some big, grandiose, hidden meaning, that might be complicated. But whenever I read it just as it's written, it tells me I have a responsibility. Your pastor doesn't have a responsibility. You have a responsibility. Oh, I don't think you're even following me yet. He's talking to you. I'm reading it out loud to you, but it's written to you and it's written to me. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. It's, it, it's, our, it's our responsibility and our duty to find out what's acceptable to God and what's not. And by the way, when it's acceptable, do that. And when it's not acceptable, don't do that. Boy, that was hard. When that, that was hard. That was complicated. Finding out what's acceptable to the Lord. Here's what. And have no fellowship. What's fellowship? This is Wednesday night or Sunday night. I'll let you talk. What's fellowship? Communion. What's that? If I have fellowship with somebody, I might go dinner with them. Maybe personal connection, entertaining each other, being around each enjoying each other's company. That's probably the best thing we can think of right there. Enjoying each other. Fellowship, that's, prob that's probably a good old Arkansas definition right there. It's just enjoying its company. Yeah, that, will that work for you? There And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. Now, whose responsibility is that? That's mine. But rather, expose them. Not only do I not need to hang out with it and entertain it and, and have, be company with it. And, and so it's not enough, Katrina, just to, to put it out of my life. He says, I have an even further responsibility to expose it. For it is shameful. Even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. But in all things that are, that are exposed are made manifest by the light. For whatever makes manifest is light. You have to get things out of your life. That's darkness. You have to. You have to. You have to. Why? So I'll just start asking you questions. Why do you, why do you pay to watch things for people to talk in ways that you wouldn't let them sit at your table and talk? Why? 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 How plain is that? Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. Well, it says it's unfruitful. That it means it's not going to, it's not going to, well, bear fruit. 
Are you okay? Why? You know, when, when, when video rentals first came out, can I deal with us old-fashioned Pentecostals a minute? Some of y'all are so old that it, was a, that it was just going to hell if you even had a television. But you called it a monitor and it was all right. Somebody say, well. <laughs> and you know, you knew, you knew good and well you couldn't go to the picture show. For y'all, y'all young ones, that's a movie. You know, Brother Brinkle, he used to preach that he wasn't he wouldn't going into that picture show because if the rapture came, he didn't think Jesus would come in and get him. Man, the worst thing they had, well, I mean, the, the worst thing they had was was uh, uh, little, rascal. little rascals and dirty Harry. <laughs> you know, had one preacher friend of mine, he said everything he had on TV was a sin, except you could watch the weather at 1030 and a little gun smoke after that. <laughs> Y'all ain't hear me. But see, there came a time, I'm, 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 I'm trying to help us, then we're going to pray. There came a time when they got them, they got them machines, them VCR things, and you can rent them. I remember renting one of those, <laughs> renting a movie to go in it. And you know, we couldn't go to the, we couldn't, we could, This is about when it started to happen. Can I tell you when it started to happen? I can tell you when it started to happen. There's two things that happened. There's two things that happened. One of the things that started to happen was that all those picture shows that you couldn't go to, you couldn't go to the theater, but you could go rent it and bring it into your own house. That's when, you started, that's when you started entertaining things that you'd have never entertained before. Heather, am I all right right now? Because I'm fixing to tell people if, if, they're, if they're renting movies and it's full of a little, it's, it's just a little skin. Oh, I could say some things right now, but to give you church ladies a heart attack. Listen, me too. Me too. We've all seen stuff that we shouldn't have seen. We've all seen stuff that we shouldn't have seen. And we no longer blush about it and we're no longer offended. Now, see, first, back, back then, it was, it was man, you'd be, you'd, you saw something on TV that you shouldn't have seen. And you might have been in the altar for three weeks under such conviction that knowing you're going to go to hell and swallow you right up. And, and, and somehow the same stuff come along to the place where you don't even blush anymore. Talked about that. You don't even blush anymore. I'm trying to help you. Now we let our kids watch it. I'm losing you. I'm losing you. I'm talking stuff that used to be normal. Now it's radical. Now it's perfectly acceptable to watch people fully engaged in sexual intercourse as long as it's on a movie and not on Pornhub. Did somebody say that? Did somebody say that? Did anybody really say that? Because that's where we're at. That's where we're at. As long as the plot's good, the storyline's good, as long as you didn't get it off of some triple X website, it's okay to watch anything you want to, right in there. And then and your kids are watching it and all, and then we wonder how we're at. Jeff, help me. Because I'm going to tell you, they were fighting over eating food in the, 
in the New Testament. New Testament, that was New Testament. He said, don't you know, this is not what goes through your mouth that corrupts a man, but it's what goes through his eyes. Is that still in there? Did they take that one out? It's still in there. Still in there. Still in there. Still in there. Hey, Amy and Lauren, if you're teaching them kids anything, if you're teaching them kids anything, teach them, be careful little eyes what you see. Be careful little eyes what you see. For the Father up above, he's looking down in love. So be careful little eyes what you see. Be careful little ears what you hear. Be careful little hands what you, be careful little feet where you go. Hey, if you don't teach them under fives anything, teach them that. Teach them that. I'm going to quit because we're going to pray. That's all you can handle for one night. What I'm telling you is, I'm asking you, how many things are changing? Revival is here. How many even want victory in your life? Victory in your life is going to come when you get out of all the junk and get in the Word. When you get, listen, most of the stuff in the Christian bookstore is just as idolatrous and just as trash as reading Fifty Shades of Grey. Because it's idolatry. It doesn't match the Word of God. It's, it's human thought. Paul even told you, I didn't come to you with enticing words of human wisdom. But I come to you with a demonstration of the power of the Spirit. If it's not in the book, throw the junk away. And adding the Scripture to it out of context does not make it holy. Because whatever's flesh is still flesh. Whatever spirit is still spirit. What you need, what you need, what you need. I'm trying to shut up. Let me help you. Let me help you. Some of you, it makes you nervous. I can see it on your face. Some of you, I, I don't care. You know why? Because it's right. I, because it's right. Because it's right. And because it's right. And because it's right, I'm going to say it. I'll say, I need that to understand to, to, for cause of things in my life. I need that because the Bible says that God has given us all things. Somebody say, all things. Somebody over here say, all things. Somebody in the middle say, all things. That he has provided all things that pertain to life and to godliness. Right there. I challenge you. Throw the junk away. Set it aside. There ain't... (laughs) Let me not say it. I highly, highly, highly suggest you turn off TBN. I highly suggest you turn off Daystar. Highly. You know why? Because it's a mixture. Mixture. Constantly. It'll have one solid one hour and one nut the next. One solid one hour, a nut the next. I'd cancel my subscription to Charisma Magazine. They've, they've propagated more junk in the Christian world over the last 20 years than any source of anybody I've ever known. They'll, have, they'll be praising the Lord for one minute and, and redeeming the Zodiac the next. They'll be, they'll be lifting up somebody that's had a revival and pushing Bill Johnson's junk about about claiming the, the things of, the, of New Age back for Christianity. There's nothing from the New Age that Christianity needs. Right. Right. 
Somebody stand. I ain't going to shut up if you don't stand. Stand. Let's go pray. Coming soon, just so y'all don't think I'm crazy. I, will, is it, I started to ask you, then you would be hate to tell me. If somebody has a book called The Physics of Heaven, they, and it just wants to show up on my desk, I, I would take it because that would keep me from having to give them any money. And, so, and you've already bought it, so just drop it off. I'll acquire it and I'll start going through some things for you because I'm going to tell you, I, I don't call out Bill Johnson and Bethel because they're my favorite pick on. I call them because it's pure idolatry. It's destroying the church all over the world. It's garbage. Can I say it any other, other, any other different way? I don't mean to offend anybody. I'm telling you, if you get in the Word, this is why I'm telling you, get in the Word and put it away. If you'll get in the Word, it'll expose, it'll expose the junk. And it's idolatry. Literally teaching you to take, the, to take the things from Eastern mysticism and from the Zodiac and from the New Age movement and from healing crystals and everything and say, we're taking that back for Christianity. It was never ours. It was always idolatry. For years, they denied that they were New Age in their philosophy. Now they admit it openly. Now that half the world follows them. Yeah, radical, isn't it?